Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Well, grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble. And yes, I am back again this week to give you a dose of the most energy, encouragement, inspiration, and love. That's what I'm giving you a dose of. Kind of sounds like a song, doesn't it? Energy, inspiration, and love. That's what I'm giving you a dose of. Look, I'm just trying to release some positive vibes to you, loves, wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, or your computer. And speaking of where you are listening from, first of all, I'm receiving the most love from my West Virginia family, my West Virginia peeps. Listen, you guys have really been pouring in the love You have been supporting Beautiful Soul Sunday, and I greatly appreciate it. So shout out to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, I know my baby girl in Baltimore, Maryland is listening. So shout out to you and to my listener or listeners all the way in Dublin, Ireland. Shout out to you. I am sending you big hearts and lots of love across the North Atlantic. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that everyone has had a blessed week, drama-free with Jesus Joy, sipping on your Jesus juice whenever you need him. Hopefully, you know that you need him every single day of your life. I know I can't live without him, and I just love me some him. So beauties, I have a topic that I want to discuss with you And I may not be able to fit it all into one episode, but this topic is really vital. It's crucial and it could save someone's life, maybe even your own. I am a witness that there is nothing scarier than hearing the words you have cancer or you have heart disease or diabetes from your doctor However, there is another deadly disease known as a silent killer that most people never reference or talk about. Many times it often can even go undetected and even overlooked. I would even venture or dare to say that when coupled with other deadly diseases, it can create a toxic recipe for one of the most dangerous killers lurking in our society today, but even more so in our churches. That disease is the silent assassin, better known as depression. Psychiatrists treat cases of depression more than any other emotional disruption or disturbance. Depression in and of itself is its own private battle, which causes such a tremendous fight that it literally creates a war zone within your own mind. It is one of the greatest deceptions leading to the fallacies and the lies told to us by the enemy, who is coincidentally the father of lies. 
since lies were birthed by the enemy, what we are told by him will never, ever be the truth. First of all, the enemy does not have the ability to tell the truth, but he does have the ability to make a lie sound like the truth. And in a mind that is bound by depression, your judgment can become so clouded by seeds of doubt and deception, which the enemy plants in the mind of someone who is on a emotional roller coaster already, that when your mind is bound and encased with lies upon lies, and that is what causes a person who is bound by depression to dismiss and even reject truth in order to embrace a lie. If the enemy can introduce this fictitious thinking to your situation, a facade and plant unhealthy thoughts, introducing these fallacies in your life to incite fear within you, which is a dangerous combination, that is how he is able to dictate your emotions, pressing you to the point of being overwhelmed ultimately becoming depressed because depression gives the enemy an open door. And I would even say permission to dictate your emotions by pushing you to the limits of self-destruction. You know, the apostle Paul could identify with his own private war and personal struggles when he wrote the words in Romans chapter seven, verses 23 through 24, it says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members or in my body. In other words, Paul was saying my mind is fighting against the urges in my body that rise up in my flesh. It is a battle. I am at war with myself. That's essentially what he was saying. Then he said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Then verse 25 says this, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. Like what in my mind? I love God. I am a servant. I am a slave to the law. But this flesh right here that I'm living in and dealing with has me held captive to the law of sin. And, you know, from reading this passage of scripture out of Romans, it sounds like the Apostle Paul had a firsthand experience on how the enemy's devices and tactics were used to ambush personal attacks in the mind of the believer, right? Creating a battlefield, which will not only destroy the mind, but it will destroy the entire body it's housed in, sparking one question, who can rescue me from me? I'm sure there are many which may battle depression who still struggle with that same question today. Who can rescue me from me? Depression cuts across social and economic boundaries and Unfortunately, Christians are not exempt, battling their own secret and private battles, oftentimes going undetected by 
your spiritual leaders, your pastors, and even lay members alike, which is not only a detriment, but an indictment to the body of Christ whenever believers are tormented and held captive by the intrusive, enslaved demon called depression. Let's look at it this way. Depression, it is a spirit which will deceive you and leave you with a feeling of hopelessness. And the Apostle Paul wanted to know who can stop me from injecting myself with the deadly poison of sin. Yes, depression is a dangerous, deadly poison because its venom has the ability to cause you to turn on yourself. I mean, depression results from a plethora of issues from experiencing burnout to health issues, poverty, failed relationships, or the isolating loss of a loved one. Depression has a snide way of creeping into our emotions, causing a numbing pain, which deadens our emotions from the stresses of everyday life issues and even struggles we may be secretly battling. Thoughts of suicide can start to enter our minds. And honestly, most of those thoughts result from feelings of not being able to cope with the challenges of life and the overwhelming situations that life can bring. Did you know that most suicidal thoughts are not impulsive, but they are carefully planned out? And sadly enough, for many, the plan is actually carried out. There are some people who are depressed who will actually show physical signs and symptoms of depression. These outward signs may even be obvious when there's an appearance of looking sad or tired or discouraged. However, you know, other symptoms may affect someone in a more physical form because when you are stressed out, it can affect you physically. It can bring on all sorts of health issues. And a depressed person may have restlessness, slow body movement, headaches, heart problems, and even cancer can develop. So those suffering from depression may have painful, delusional thinking. And as a result, they are left with feelings of self-derogatory thoughts, anxiety, tension, or restlessness and The consequences of a person going through their own personal trials, disobedience, you know, I talked about obedience last week. Hopefully everyone has been doing their best to be obedient, but even disobedience and pressures, stress, emotional distress, which is a playground for the enemy to invade your mind with satanic attacks. It is estimated that 20 million Americans alone suffer from depression, cutting across all social boundaries. And listen to this. Statistics tell us that 60 percent of Christians battle with a secret warfare in their own minds. And those private battles can go undetected by people who you go to church with and, you know, maybe see from week to week, even those co-workers that you may work with or family members, 
it can go undetected. A person who may be entertaining suicidal thoughts, they could have already made the decision in their mind to commit suicide. They can become discouraged or in despair, weak, and no longer see a need to go on living. And they may find themselves in a place where they want to give up hope. But even in the midst of the things going on in your mind that you cannot control, I'm here to tell you that there is hope to a hopeless situation. Let's just think about it for a minute. When we battle depression, the result is unbiblical thinking when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to others, or even when it comes to God. And although a person who is battling with depression may think in their own minds that they're alone, they are angry, they are hurt, or no one cares, we are given a remedy as a body of believers, and the biblical remedy is in Philippians chapter four, verses eight through nine. This passage of scripture counteracts pernicious, harmful thinking. So here's what Philippians chapter four, verses eight through nine says. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Listen, when you are being tormented in your mind, I am here to tell you that the word of God is the perfect antidote to combat depression and provide medicine as a treatment and an aid for our healing in order to combat and prevent the deadly disease of depression. And you know what? Laughter is another antidote for treating depression. The Bible even says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine but a broken spirit drieth the bones. So being joyful is a medicine. And that's out of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Earlier, I mentioned that depression is a deadly poison. And there's a story I want to share with you. But before that, I'm going to take a short break. And I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, and we are back. So before we went to the break, I mentioned that I wanted to share a story with you. And I had also mentioned earlier that depression is a deadly poison. 
And there is a poison in Greek mythology we learn about from the birth of a baby boy named Achilles, who was prophesied to that he would one day die at a young age. So in order to change this prophecy, his mother, who was a sea goddess and her name meant, check this out, her name meant to set up. Well, she took Achilles down to the river, which was supposed to offer powers, right? So his mother dipped his entire body into the river. However, as she held him by the heel of his foot, his entire body was dipped except for his heel. In other words, his entire body was covered and protected except for his heel. His heel was left vulnerable, okay, which was the only part of Achilles that was left vulnerable. And the waters of the river Styx, that was the name of the river, it was supposed to be magical and its powers was supposed to protect Achilles. But because his heel had been exposed, the myth of his untouchable protection was limited to that small part of him, which was left unprotected. So whether we know it or we'll acknowledge it or not, each one of us, we have an Achilles heel, a small part of us that is left vulnerable and unprotected. It is a weakness in our character and our temperament that could potentially cause us to be harmful to ourselves or to someone else if the need of that weakness is never met. So as the story goes on, Achilles grew up to be a man of war. He survived many great battles. He was, listen, he was a bad man. Nothing could stop him. He was seemingly untouchable. However, Achilles would soon find out that as great and mighty and powerful and strong as he was, there was something or maybe I should say someone waiting to attack his most vulnerable, weakest point. So one day in the heat of an intense battle, Achilles was shot with an arrow and the arrow pierced him through his heel, the same heel, mind you, that was left uncovered when his mother dipped him into the river. As a result of his injury, when the arrow penetrated through his heel, that shot to his heel was a fatal shot. And the life of Achilles, the great and powerful warrior, ended that day. And I've heard the phrase Achilles heel. You've probably heard that phrase too, in reference to someone's weakness. And I've heard this story of Achilles before, but I've often wondered why the shot to his heel was a fatal shot. True, the myth tells us that was the only part of him which was left unprotected. And certainly the heel is a weak spot, but why was it fatal though? Such an injury is unlikely to pose a threat, really, of being fatal. However, as the myth has it, this arrow, which was shot 
into the heel of Achilles had first been soaked and covered in blood. And it wasn't just any blood, but the arrow had been soaked in toxic blood. So in essence, it wasn't so much the arrow that killed Achilles. It's what was on the arrow that killed Achilles. And so just like the injury of a fatal attack on the life of this great warrior, Achilles, when someone is battling thoughts of suicide, it's not what the person uses as a weapon or a means to take their own life. But what causes the act to be a fatal one is when the toxicities and pressures of life become too overwhelming for that person to bear. And those same pressures will weigh that person down, causing them to apply the poisons of unfavorable life situations to end with a fatal outcome. But it's through biblical truths we are forced to confront unhealthy thinking within our own minds with the word of God. It is through God's word and in his word that we can find comfort and peace, which makes it difficult to breed destructive thoughts when you surround yourself with scripture, creating a healthy atmosphere for your mind to breed positive thoughts. You know, in Isaiah chapter 26, verse three, it says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. When we begin to think on the peace of God and think on the things we are instructed to give our thoughts to out of the scripture in Philippians chapter four, verses eight and nine, we can take those thoughts and couple them with the faith to trust God and keep our minds and our thinking pure as our thoughts are stayed on him. The word of God is the perfect antidote to combat depression and provide peace as a medicine and an aid as treatment for our healing in order to prevent depression. His word promises to keep us in perfect peace. That means that God will keep us safe, give us favor, rest, happiness, and he will keep us well and in health and prosperous. Third John chapter one, verse two, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So God's word gives us hope during those times when we feel like we are too weak or too discouraged to face the challenges or obstacles of life. It is during those weak times when God can really flex his muscles and show off on our behalf. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Listen, God knows 
what we are experiencing and everything that we go through. What a comfort for us to know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He specializes. Listen, he specializes in giving us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That is our theme scripture for Beautiful Soul Sunday out of Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. God will give you beauty for ashes. So we serve a God who is touched by the feelings of our infirmities, a God who will perfect the things which concerns us. God cares about what you care about. And that's out of Psalms 138 and 8. So we have confidence that we can lean on the promises of God and know that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And we are victorious in him who has already gotten us the victory because he has done marvelous works. His right hand and his holy arm has fought for us and gotten us the victory. That's out of Psalms 98 1. And because he was victorious. Know that you are victorious in any situation, any battle, any struggle, or any torment in your mind. Because yes, stress is real. Depression is real. But you will get through it as long as you never give up. You know, there is a movie that I thought of. It's called A Beautiful Mind. And I don't know if you have watched this movie. If you haven't. I would encourage you to watch it. I don't want to give anything away about the movie, but it is a true story based on the life of American mathematician John Nash. The reason why I would encourage you to watch the movie is because it is really eye-opening when it comes to someone who deals with mental illness. It literally takes you on a journey to explore what goes on in a brilliant mind that is engulfed with more severe struggles of the mind because it deals with the delusional battles of paranoia and schizophrenia. But it is a very insightful movie. So I would encourage you to watch it. You know, I always like to end the show with a quote, and I do have three quotes that I want to leave with you. One quote is for my younger crowd, my millennials, the digital generation, which kind of includes all of us right now, really. But there is another quote for my legendary crowd. And my last quote, of course, everyone will be able to benefit from. But the first quote is from an author and wellness advocate, Supernova, who talks about detoxing your body as well as your mind. But he said this, don't let sickness, depression and disease thug you out. Eat healthier, think healthier, speak healthier and more positively over your life. When you do, you will soon begin to conquer your life and your health through newfound empowerment, mind, body, and spirit. Great quote, Supernova. My second quote I found by John Green, who is an author as well. 
He said this, there is hope even when your brain tells you that there isn't. And lastly, as I was looking for quotes, I did hear this quote in my spirit. And I want to leave this quote with you. It is a scripture out of Philippians chapter two, verse five. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So exercise your mind as an instrument to have the same mind that Christ had. And I can't think of a more beautiful mind than that. Listen, tune in next week as I continue this discussion on depression. I'm going to share some really good information with you, and I don't want you to miss it. Until next week, beauties, let your soul shine. Feed yourself the word of God. Be kind. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay healthy. Stay positive and stay beautiful because you are a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.